Section 16 of the Turquoise Storybook Stories and Legends of Summer and Nature. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Turquoise Storybook Stories and Legends of Summer and Nature by Ada M. Skinner and Eleanor L. Skinner. Phaeton's Drive in the Sun Chariot. Once upon a time, there lived in sunny Greece a lad named Phaeton. He was a son of Clymene, an ocean nymph, and Apollo, the god of the sun. One morning, when the lad was playing with some of his companions, he said, It is my father who drives the glorious sun-car across the sky and brings daylight to the world. I am the son of bright Apollo. Now this was by no means the first time that Phaeton had boasted about his high lineage, for he was indeed very proud of his father. He was much surprised, however, to hear his playmates laugh. One of them looked scornfully at him and said, You are telling us an idle tale. We do not believe that you are a child of the mighty sun." Another added quickly, "'Why don't you prove your boast? If you are the son of Apollo, give some sign of your heavenly birth.' Indignant at these taunts, Phaeton sought his mother and told her about the jeering insults he had been obliged to bear. "'They refuse to believe what I say until I offer proof,' he cried. "'Let me go to the palace of the sun and speak to my father. He will advise me how to prove my claim.' Clymene hesitated to grant this request, because she knew the proposed journey was attended by many dangers, but finally she gave consent and carefully directed Phaeton to the abode of Apollo.' In the far east stood the shining sun palace, wrought from burnished gold, bright silver, and polished ivory. The walls, marvelously designed, were thickly set in emeralds, rubies, sapphires, and diamonds. The slender jeweled pinnacles shone with dazzling light. Phaeton was awed by the splendor which he saw, but he entered the palace and approached the sun god who sat on a glittering throne. Immediately, Apollo greeted his son and asked what favor he sought. Encouraged by the question, Phaeton lost all trace of fear, and said, "'O oh, light of the world, the children of men declare that I am not the son of Apollo. They sneer at me and say that my claim is nothing but an idle boast. Grant me some means of proving to them that I am indeed a child of the mighty sun.' Apollo laid aside the beams that shone on his brow, bade Phaeton come nearer to him, and said, "'Thou art indeed my son. By the mighty river Styx I promise to grant thee any boon thou shalt ask.' Eagerly, Phaeton replied, "'For one day let me drive the sun-chariot across the sky.' No one will ever again deny my high lineage if Apollo grant me this boon. The sun-god immediately saw what a rash promise he had made. Three times he shook his bright head and then replied, I beg thee, Phaeton, choose another boon, for none but Phoebus Apollo can drive the horses of the sun-chariot. The path through high heaven is beset with dangers. First, the steeds must climb the steep ascent of the eastern sky. Then they must be guided through the middle way, which is a dizzy height above earth and sea. And last of all, their path lies down the dangerous slope of the west. Also frightful monsters must be passed on the road through the sky. I beg thee, choose another boon. This one may bring thee punishment instead of glory. But Phaeton was not dissuaded, and finally Apollo led the headstrong youth to the place where the fire-breathing horses and brilliant chariot stood. The axle-tree, poles, and wheel-rims were gold, the spokes silver. The body of the car was thickly set with chrysolites and diamonds, which reflected the sun's brilliance. While Phaeton gazed admiringly at all this beauty— Aurora, the goddess of the dawn, threw open the purple doors of the east, and pointed to the pathway strewn with roses. The stars quickly withdrew, and when the sun-god saw the moon make ready to depart, he swiftly ordered the hours to harness up the horses. Then Apollo quickly bound the sun's rays on the impatient lad's brow, and anointed his face with the cooling essence to protect his skin from the burning flames. Phaeton leaped into the car, seized the reins, stood erect, and thanked Apollo for the great privilege of driving the chariot. In his eager haste to start, the youth failed to note his father's words of warning. Hold the reins firmly and be sparing of the whip. The steeds need no urging, the labor is to hold them in check. Do not drive too high for fear of burning the heavens, nor too low or the earth will be set on fire. Keep in the well-worn ruts of the middle path. 
The time to start has come, for night is passing out of the western gates. Heed carefully my words in this hazardous journey. With an impatient bound, the fire-breathing steeds sprang forth. They dashed slightly over the clouds and outran the morning breezes in their eagerness to mount the eastern slope of the sky. In a little while they discovered that the car was lighter than usual, and that the sun-god was not holding the reins. Then they plunged madly forward and turned aside from the middle track. This headlong speed of the horses filled Phaeton's heart with terror, especially when he realized that he had no power to guide them. He forgot the names of the horses. In despair, he was obliged to let them take their own course. Nearer and nearer to the earth's broad plains dashed the chariot of the sun. The fountains and rivers were dried up by the scorching heats. The forest trees became withered and burned. The grassy hillsides parched and brown. The harvest fields were set on fire. Even the people of the land over which the sun chariot passed were blackened by the extreme heat, and to this day their descendants have dark skins. In a loud cry of agony, the people called on Jupiter, king of the gods, to save them from destruction. The all-powerful one aroused himself from a deep sleep and saw, at glance, the cause of this terrible suffering. Angered at the thought that a youth should dare drive the horses of the sun, Jupiter hurled one of his deadliest thunderbolts at the unfortunate Phaeton, who fell from the chariot like a shooting star and sank into the depths of the river Eridanus. Clymene deeply mourned her son's death, and Phaeton's three sisters bewailed his loss for many days. Finally the gods, in pity, changed them into poplar trees in order that they might always be near the river into which Phaeton fell. End of section 16